Are you tired of putting yourself last? Of taking care of everybody else's needs and powering through to meet the next set of impossible standards? In our fast-paced society, we lose touch with our intrinsic worth, with the ability to value ourselves for who we are right now. Instead of living life exhausted, frustrated, and disconnected from your authentic self, maybe it's time to put yourself back in the life you've worked so hard to create. Join radio host and life choreographer Laura Cheadle and learn how to build your dreams and live your sparkle using the five steps of flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Hello, welcome to Flaunt, Build Your Dreams and Live Your Sparkle. Oh my goodness, today we are going to do so much dream building and sparkle gathering, it is not even funny. Today's guest is Robin Speisman, and she is phenomenal. She has written so many books, you can't even believe it. And her newest book, Loving Out Loud, The Power of Kind Words, is kind of the focus of the interview today because it is a pretty incredible book. But we're going to touch on her vast history. She is one of the country's leading gift-giving, parenting, and how-to experts. I just love the idea of a how-to expert because if you're anything like me, there's always things that come up and I'm always thinking, seriously, somebody has got to know how to do this. Why don't I know how to do this? And who can I contact that can help me? Well, I am telling you right here, right now, Robin is your woman. She has appeared weekly on Atlanta NBC affiliate WXIA-TV for more than three decades with her Been There, Bought That, Super Shopper, and Super Mom segments. She's a radio personality. She was heard for over a decade on Star 94, um, which is the top 40 number one station, and online daily with the Giftionary, a show focusing on gift-giving advice for all occasions. But enough about that. I would like to introduce Robin to my show so we can start talking about loving out loud and the power of kind words. So welcome to the show, Robin. Hi, Laura. It's so wonderful to be on your show. I mean, I already feel the sparkle coming through. This is great. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad. So let's just dive right in to this book. Tell the listeners about this book. I, I, lo I love the whole thing. I love the LOL, the loving out loud, and I also the power of kind words. I feel like in today's kind of toxic environment, wherever we go, it's toxic. Just hearing the phrase, the power of kind words shifts the way I think and feel and interact. Yes. yes. And so Loving Out Loud, Laura, is a little book with a very big message where you have the power to make a positive impact on someone's day every day. And it isn't nearly as hard as anyone thinks. It doesn't mean you have to go out and gift gifts as material gifts. You're actually giving a little piece of yourself in moments where you just feel that spark, you feel alive, someone's day is made, they add a little pep to their step, you feel good, and you slow down to enjoy it. 
And there are so many ideas filled in Loving Out Loud. So we're going to share some today in this magical hour with Laura. I'm very excited. I'm going to flaunt kindness. How's that? Yay! I love that. Flaunting kindness is all good. I really picked up on when you said, slow down and enjoy it. Because how many of us have gotten stuck in that space of, I have to give a gift and I don't really want to, and I don't know what to get them and who cares. And then we got get all wrapped up in that whole materialistic concept. And how you talk about, it's just gifting a piece of yourself. It's slowing down and noticing. And it's so you can enjoy it too. It, it goes both ways. And that really struck me. I, I really appreciate that, Robin. And so the first thing in this book is really teaches you how to slow down. And the, the book is about inspiring. So um, there's, there's nothing we need to do in this world other than inspire each other to be a better version of ourselves. When you let it in and you listen, you know, things go very easy. You notice that things start to, to kind of go your way and you think you're feeling a little lucky. Like the truth is we create our fortune. We create our good fortune in life, our relationships when we're interested instead of being so interesting because I'm talking all about me, me, me. We're talking about someone else. And when you start a conversation interested like Laura, what motivated you to do this show today? Like you shared with the, the listener right now today, you said right now you seize the moment and you shared why you're interested in me. You're, you're a perfect example of someone loving out loud and your smile is a hundred watt, make that a thousand watt smile is brightening my day. So let's move forward in this conversation right now, right today, and tell listeners, tell your, your followers, what are we going to do about it? First, we're going to slow down and, and notice what's right about our day and not what's wrong because there's traffic and there's problems and there's this and there's that. But, but what was right about today in your day, Laura? What, what went right when you woke up? Share us something. I love, I love that you asked me that because yes, we all, not we all, many people know to focus on the positive and many people keep it in their head as an academic thing. So the idea, the concept that you just asked me makes me get it out of my head, makes it move it into my heart and my experience. And then like that, I really have to share. Here's what went right. An old friend from high school who I haven't spoken with for about a year called me this morning out of the blue and she woke me up and she was apologizing for it. It was like, Oh my gosh, honey. No, you just called me. That is all right. I will wake up to talk to you any day of the week. So yeah, that, that yeah. touches me. Yeah. So that just started my day off right hearing her voice and being able to have a conversation with her. And thank you for phrasing it that way. And I'd like to challenge the listeners right now today here in this moment to think for them, what went right for you today and to process it like you were telling me or Robin, because that created a shift in me, Robin. Thank you. Well, it's, it's, it's wonderful that see when you shared, when you woke up, like you were interrupted. Now that could have been perceived negatively. I love in your, your new book coming out with new world library, flaunt, build your dreams, live your sparkle. I love that you say navigate the negative because 
this is what this book is. Loving Out Loud goes back to navigating what's right about our lives. It's not dismissing what's wrong. It's not Pollyanna. It's not being, you know, unrealistic, but it is trying to shift your thoughts to noticing what's positive because the reality is you create more positive. So if your yeah. friend had heard someone that was disturbed, that was interrupted, her sleep, you know, you were in the middle of a great dream, who knows, whatever. <laughs> and um, they, they got the message. They are loved, validated, and you added to her life validation. So validation is part of this process of loving out loud. The book begins with what you can do today. But it talks about how we can love out loud our coworkers, our families, our children, our neighbors, our significant others, and even importantly, how we are loved out loud ourselves, asking for permission to be loved out loud. So I'm going to tell you a really true story. It happened to me this morning. You got a call from your roommate. I was getting one of the, you know, flu vaccines and, you know, the whole, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. And so, and so. Um, so my husband was standing with me and I said to him, well, she was about to give me the shot at the pharmacy. And I said, sweetheart, just say something very positive and love me out loud. He got it. He said, yeah, wonderful. You're fantastic. Shot didn't hurt as much. So that was good, right? I got yeah. up. I'm feeling good. I'm not having any side effects. I'm like, it was in my mind and look at how it made my day. And yet I started the day off with a, you know, a flu vaccination and, and yet he shifted because I started, I started to look for what's right about all this. You know, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm doing well. I am, I'm getting a shot. Yes. I could focus on the pain, but I, I didn't dismiss that it was happening. It's surely it's okay. Fine. I felt it, but, but I asked for help. Now that's the key. Laura is asking for help. And low understanding that if all we do is complain or focus on what's wrong, we're going to hear more of that from everyone else. Yes. Yes. And as you were saying that, I thought, I just read this little meme last night and I actually screenshotted it and saved it because I thought it was so profound that so many of us do this. And what you're offering listeners today and readers of the book is the tool to shift that. So I want to share this meme, this quote from Nancy Levin, and I know she is actually a Hay House author, but this resonated with me, and I, I'm willing to bet it resonates with you as well as with many of our listeners. As a diehard people pleaser, I convinced myself that my needs didn't matter. Instead of, instead of speaking my truth, I took pride in my unending endurance to stick things out. I thought that if I simply tried harder, achieved more, and devoted myself to pleasing my husband and everyone else around me, that it would all get better. But it didn't. And that's exactly what you're talking about. It's asking for help. We do not need that unending endurance. It's a shot. I can handle it. It's okay. You asked for your husband to love you out loud, and you shifted that whole dynamic from martyr to someone who can receive. And and that's really the, that's the goal is asking, is projecting an example of how we wish to be loved by loving others. It's not expecting this in return. It's really yes. inspiring um, the, the type of communication that, that 
you you really uh, love. I mean, it's all about understanding that there's different kinds of love. There's there's appreciation of a friend. There's validation of a teacher. There's there's loving um, dog walking. We have our our dear Kim Corbin, our common friend who yes. loves skipping. And you know, um, I think that that's a really interesting thing because I skip.com. She has the joy of skipping and people smile when they see her skipping. And so she's created a movement. What is in your heart that you love to do? What, what brings you joy? Um, it's also that awareness of loving out loud, whether it's animals or gardening or singing, it's noticing when you are at your happiest self, what are you doing? And are you doing more of it or sharing it with a child, teaching them a skill? So what I was excited about, Laura, I wanted to really thank so much Donna Markova. Laura, in your lifetime, when you get a foreword in a book or you get someone who endorses your book, who has the track record and the decades of experience that our dear Donna Markova, who was the co-creator of Random Acts of Kindness decades ago, she wrote the foreword of this book and really was so remarkable to deem that loving out loud is an act of kindness in itself. And she recommended that everyone give this book. That, that gift to me, her words, her profound experience of what it means to love out loud, it was the icing on my, my literary life. And I was yes. so grateful. So think about when someone has asked you for help, you've asked someone else, would you mind reading my book and tell me what you think? There's a, a sisterhood, there's a gathering of, of gratitude. So you're now in like my circle, my circle of friends, my new friend. And when we make friends with someone new, I could say, Laura, will you be my friend? I really would love to be your friend. You have so much wisdom and I'm, I'm moved by the experience of what you're doing in your podcast and what you're doing in your work. And I, I can't wait to support you too. So if you do that with a neighbor who needs you, you do that with, you know, a child who might need to learn a new skill. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. So, so we're in this, you know, kind of to win this, but it really makes life memorable. It, it makes every moment in a way momentous. It does. It absolutely does. And, and I've got a question to ask you because there are so many similarities with your work and my work and noticing the positive. You know, you kind of start with shift your thinking to notice what was positive about the day. And my five steps of flaunt starts with find your fetish. And that's kind of the same thing. What are you doing that makes you happy? So my question for you, Robin, is what makes you happy? What are some of your go-to things that you can use to shift the energy of your own day when you're having a hard time staying positive, when you're struggling? What? What lights you up? Well, I, I, I know who my, you know, Atta girls are, the Atta girls. She's the one that you call because she's there for you. She's honest with you. Yep. And you have really kind of an unconditional friendship. But that is a 35-year friendship. And we learned how to be a wonderful, loving friend to each other. She knows where when I start being repetitive or redundant, she'll go, Robin, stop. And that's good. Enough. <laughs> Enough. So she says, you're perseverating. Okay. And so we have signals. And I think that when, 
Someone really knows you. It could be an old friend from childhood, but it's a truthful friend where you've given permission. Again, you've loved them out loud and said, I want you to be kind and sensitive, but I also want you to be truthful with me. Yeah. I came into my closet and said, take that off. You cannot wear those that ever again. And it was like, she says, Robin. And so we all have that favorite outfit, you know, and you, you know, and then you don't, you save it for a rainy day. You know, there's an, this is an endorsement of, of being your best self. Wake up in the morning and be your best self. I mean, you've got this, you've got this life, this one beautiful life. So I think that, that some of the things that I've learned from this book that bring me joy is when I'm with the grandchildren. I think about instead of buying more, giving more, I give of what I've learned in life. So we were at a little concert Saturday night. It was an amazing thing. And as my grandchildren met all these different people at the concert, I gave them a phrase. I said, what can we say to these people? And of course they're very shy. So they're hiding behind my leg and, you know, and I'm, I said, what can we say to these people? And then maybe Roro will give you a thumbs up. Whoa. So at first they said, well, what about a jelly bean? I'm going, let's just start with a thumbs up. And so, <laughs> so, so Danny meets little seven-year-old Danny meets one of the, the, you know, organizers of the event. And she says, the one line we practice, pleased to meet you. And don't you know that any adult that meets a child that says, pleased to meet you, they are going to light up with a smile. Child feels more comfortable, loving out loud, loves going around that moment. And everybody felt good. And my thumbs up is so high. Like, you know, I got two thumbs up now. Well, that little moment could fall apart and might be negative and a child would hide behind your leg and then, you, you know, they don't know what to say. So you prepare for loving out loud. And I think the joy for me was this friend then, this woman wrote me and said, your grandchildren are like, whoa, they're so sweet. And so, so it goes around in a circle. And then I called their parents and said, listen to what your kids did. My daughter-in-law said, I was just so proud of them. And they, they were such good listeners. So this is just it. I think that just brings me joy. It's just where love keeps going and going. Joy also is brought to me by moments of solitude. Mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable with myself. And I look back at my day and I reflect and said, how'd I do today? And I thought, Matt, I could have slowed down a little at the, the grocery store because, you know, that would be, and, and maybe said hello to my friend that I was in a rush because I had to be at the next appointment. So just reflecting and also looking at, you know, being really in touch when you're laughing out loud. That's the old LOL. Yes. The new LOL is when you're loving out loud. And I'm very clear when I'm doing that. It's intentional, Laura. Mm -hmm. And it is intentional. And so many of us, and I'm raising my hands really high right now, <laughs> fall into the trap of, I have to do more. I have to work harder. I have to get more done. And we're not slowing down and we're not being intentional. We are the proverbial bull in the china shop crashing through life. And as you're telling this story about gifting your grandkids a phrase to use, that really struck me about the intentionality of that. Many people might view something like that as a burden. Ugh, now I have to teach these kids something to say and I don't know what to say and just say this or just hide behind my legs and don't think about it. Phrasing things in terms of a gift that you can offer them, the gift of a phrase that can serve them their entire life. Pleased to meet you is a phrase that works 
for anybody of any age in any culture. It's wonderful. And making that shift and slowing down and realizing this is a piece of my wisdom and my life history and experience that I'm giving to you, that brings so much joy. I, I really appreciate that shift. And that makes me love and smile. And when I was looking, reading your book and looking through the table of contents, I was struck at how many different ways we can love out loud. It's not just with our partner or our families or our kids. You bring it down to working, the grocery store, people you're around. Circling back to your story at the pharmacist today getting your shot, I bet you impacted the nurse giving you the shot. I bet he or she now will be like, hey, this woman came in today and this made me smile. And when they have a patient later in the afternoon who's maybe nervous with a shot, they might take that tool and give that gift of that phrase to them too. And you've just created a whole cycle of love. It's a, in that, I love that. It's a cycle of love. But, and you mentioned something just now that's profound. You said the gift. So loving out loud is a gift. So let me tell you how that got translated. I've reported for over 35 years, maybe, maybe longer, on gift giving. The magic of giving someone a gift they love, they cherish, they feel adored. And that is when a piece of yourself's in the gift, the gift matches also what they want and value. So the magic of all that became um, something important to me that I started noticing that I wanted to really dive into the next level of gift giving. And so my husband said to me for Valentine's Day, and, um, and he's a man of few words, and so he said, and he marries a woman of lots of words, <laughs> so he says to me, what do you want for Valentine's Day, our first Valentine's Day? And I said, sweetheart, you know what I think I really want? I thought about it. I said, Every morning, and by the way, let me preface this saying, he doesn't like malls, he's not a shopper, la la, okay, you know, all right. So he says, he, I said to him, you know what, Ed, I really love every morning when I wake up, just say good morning, beautiful. So every morning, of course he got off, he thinks he, first he thought, ah, I got off easy, I don't have to go to the store, it's free, <laughs> it's fabulous. So, you know, I kind of knew what I was doing. So he every morning said, good morning, beautiful. And then all of a sudden the post-it notes started popping up in the kitchen by the coffee maker on my computer. And now, honestly, this is seven years later, uh, everywhere it's GMB. We've gotten out down to the three initials and there's a, there's a, a, a uh, I don't, I can't, almost can't even put it into words, but as I tell this story in the book, it shifted his ability to communicate with me something that made me feel loved. It was a gift on yes. Valentine's Day. And so I've gotten, uh, I've gotten a clear understanding of you can't make someone love you out loud, but you can inspire them on how you wish to be loved. And that's where every person listening, you have permission to ask, but not demand, to inspire, but not insist, to, to, give it, to give it freely, but not expect it back, but to look at how can we create a more loving life. And it's a shift that doesn't happen with rules, and, um, but it, it's, a, it's a shift that can happen when we truly do the personal work it takes to become a positive force to others. And then 
they start to learn how much fun it is. And, and the byproduct of these giant smiles. So it's, it's not too hard to take, right? Yes. Yes. And that dovetails so well into the second step of my five steps. Like I said, I love how parallel we have a similar message, yet a completely different message with that same heart-centered stuff. My second step is, step is LOL, laughing out loud. Yes. <laughs> You're loving out loud, but it's the same concept. You can inspire by your smile and by you being thrilled. You looking at those post-it notes and being happy made him happy. And, and again, it's this amazing cycle. And I appreciate so much how you're saying you can inspire, you can't insist, you can't force someone, but how can we not want to lean into that which makes us laugh and smile and feel good? We can't. We have to lean into that. It's human nature. That's right. And I think the, the goal with writing a book, listen, this is the truth. The world didn't need another book from Robin Spiesman. She's written a lot of books in my, in my day. I've written a lot of books on topics that were important to me that I felt compelled. This is my life's work. I was inspired by two parents. I was very fortunate to have parents that loved me out loud as a child. Not everyone grew up with such a positive in, 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 in home life. And mm -hmm. so what I, I look at right now is I interviewed many individuals who do not emote, who do not, did not, were not raised with the open openness that I was raised with. And that's why this book was so important to me to write because I learned what they did also to shift um, their, their history and create something profoundly better for their lives as they move forward, not to pass down judgmental, you know, um, views of things, how to be more open and aware of how they sounded, how yes. so we sound, we sound perhaps like sometimes we're preaching, maybe we're teaching, but how do we sound? How do we begin a phone call? When you're, when your grown adult child calls you and they haven't called you, let's say in three days, is that how they're greeted? Well, guess what? Okay, so you're a grandparent, you're greeted by your grandchildren and they, they adore you and then they might see you and they're a little bit reserved and they're clinging to mommy or daddy. This is all the process of loving out loud and recognizing that within time, relationships grow where we put our attention, as Donna Markova says, where our attention goes, connections grow. And that's what she wrote in the Ford, which anyone who reads this Ford, you will be moved oh. to tears. And yes. it, is, it is unbelievable. Yes. The book, the book, every page I felt like if I can now write my life's work where every page could impact a life, could bring mothers and, and grown adult children and fathers together and families reunite and individuals learn how to set boundaries while loving out loud and to respect each other though, that it could be pretty amazing. And you know what? I think I write, Laura, I write advice to myself because I want to live a life with no regrets and I want to, I want to love out loud and I want to be able to freely emote in the most positive way and make a difference and be a blessing. And if we can do that, we got this life right.
Yes. Yes. And I read, I read that intro twice, just so you know, <laughs> because it is, it's beautiful. And I always love how interviews just flow too. My next step in my radio show is AU, the AU of the flaunt, which is accept unconditionally. And you nailed it right there because the takeaway from what you were saying with sometimes the grandkids are clinging, sometimes the adult child says something different is we do have to accept unconditionally some people. I too had a great childhood. My husband did not. You know, it, it is what it is. I express differently. You express differently. It sounds like our partners express differently. We have to accept that. It's okay. It's what we can do around that to make it better for all of us. And we're not judging people and saying, ah, oh, you're, the kids are clinging. I, I'm out of here. We are continuing to love out loud and then helping them get folded in to the ability to emote freely and to have no regrets in their life either. So I would just love to hear your thoughts on how listeners, how readers of the book can move into that state of kind of being okay in a relationship with somebody else who might not know yet how to love out loud and how to just stay so centered in themselves that they are okay emoting and living life with open arms and having no regrets and not being knocked off by other people. So that is a what for all, that is a wonderful question. And then to begin the process, um, in the book, psychologist Dr. Rick Blue talks about the gift of listening. And when we ask for that gift, may I have the gift of listening, it becomes a way that two individuals can dialogue in a proactive manner, share some feelings that um, hopefully are constructive, but sometimes they could be negative. But when you ask for the gift of listening, you're sharing something that's true to your heart and that's important to you. So learning how to dialogue is a very important thing. If you immediately react, you have a knee-jerk reaction, and you immediately give your answer, and you do not think things through, often your first answer is not your best. It also could um, maybe have hurt your feelings for a split second. The bottom line is to learn how to pause with your own reaction. See, the only person you can really impact and change is yourself. Yes. So start looking at how do you respond? How do you react? How do you re-engage with someone perhaps who is negative? Are you going to be negative back? Are you going to stop, pause, think it through, and bring your better self to them? Listen, we don't know what goes on in other people's lives. From minute to minute, we don't even know. And when you realize someone might have messages or a hard day or you might have pressed a button, back up, take a deep breath and, and ask, you know, might we start this over? I just want to really share some thoughts or, you know, thank you for sharing that. Let me, let me share my point of view. When we start dialoguing by loving out loud, choosing words thoughtfully, not doing um, constant emoticons where that sums everything up in one little picture. Mm. We thoughtfully emote instead of rapid fire emoticons, reducing our lives to two words. We also start creating more of a dialogue that allows us to love out loud. 
So that would be the first thing, Laura, is to, to look at that. Yeah, that's huge because I'm sure there's listeners out there, we've all experienced, you know, that toxic boss or, you know, whatever it is. And you're right. It's so easy to cycle into that knee-jerk reaction that, you know, he's a jerk and she never listens. And you're right. If we can slow down, again, it all comes around to your first point, slow down and pause and see what's really going on and listen and express. Yes. And there's a loving out loud at work chapter. It has to do with volunteering, being on the go, even at work. I interviewed an amazing woman and, and it was a pretty profound interview and her name is Shira Levine and Shira has actually her own personal philosophy and it ends on one thing, give others credit. Part of our problem in life is we're all trying to seek credit, attention, validation, um, raise, moving up. Um, and the bottom line is when we really start recognizing that if you're not consumed with who gets the credit, you're often credited for quality work, for what you do. So it's not just about, you know, stealing the limelight and, and being noticed. We have to look at how being, you know, how I guess it's, you know, to help teamwork really works, what it means to be a part of, of, of a group where everyone feels good. So I think that there's a lot to learn. And when you said, just like you said, the toxic boss, the this person, the that person, we start labeling other people. We start blaming other people. We really do have to start with ourselves. Yeah. What can I do to, to care for this relationship today? You know, and I, I talked to two girls. This is a perfect example, Laura. Two best friends. They were on again, off again, on again, off again, you know, and they just never gave each other room to be wrong, incorrect, late, nothing. So they sat down and we, we had a funny conversation because all of a sudden I'm invited to lunch and I sat there with the women, women, two of which were my very good friends. And I just said, I love you both so much. And they asked for my help. And I said, you guys are, are the best friends in the world, but I, I'd like you to listen to each other for just this lunch. Let's just listen. Yeah. And they went back and forth with how they felt why one felt ignored, one why felt she didn't have time to talk all the time, one hated texting, one loved texting. And they they ended up laughing, enjoying the lunch, and they walked away and they said they've really they've really moved forward with some understanding of each other after two decades they hadn't had by just talking. Yeah, so I think we just have to learn how to reconnect, even the best friends in the world, reconnect and listen to each other. Listen, mm-hmm. don't do all the talking. So let me listen to you now. Um, what's something you've gained from loving out loud? I, I hope this book is, is making in your life, you know, a consciousness, you know, share with me, why does my book even matter? It's not my book. It's a collective wisdom of unbelievable people and an amazing editor, Georgia Hughes, and then this incredible publisher, they all came together because they want, they want to impact the world in a beautiful, meaningful way that creates shifts. So positivity comes out of it. Tell me, tell me why you think loving out loud matters. 
It matters for so many different reasons. And I will answer that question directly. I just want to jump on this little bandwagon about the collective wisdom that is in this book, because that's what struck me to reading it. It was like, all of this is simple. All of this makes sense. But all of this is very profound in its own way, too. And that's what I really like about it. This book is for every person. It's not like you need a specialized degree to practice this. It's not like you need, you know, to go through all of these different steps and learn and really try hard. You said a sentence a few, a few moments ago about what, and I wrote it down, what can I do to care for this relationship today? And to me, that was the heart of this book, is it's not telling readers in the show, we're not telling listeners, this is all the 15,000 things that you need to do to make this, you know, your whole life better, to live with no regrets. It's just breaking it down to today. What can you do today in this moment? And it can be any number of things. You mentioned listening. It, it, it can be any number of things. And that's what I think matters so much about this book is it gets rid of all of the mumbo jumbo. It's not that we don't need other things. You know, we might very well need counseling or <laughs> different books, but this simmers it all down to the base level of here I am right here today. What can I do right now to make this relationship work? What can I hear from the other person? What can I offer of me and how can we connect? And that is so, you said that so beautifully because we all know we're, we're, we're getting messages right and left in this world. We're getting tons of them. Mm -hmm. So what message, what message right now could actually better our life? And in understanding loving out loud, if you look at your life instead of a to-do list, and this is where I'm shifting the universe, yes. we all have to-do lists. I'm asking you right now today, if you do only one thing from this interview, please make a to-love list. On that to-love list, I want you to put the people you love, the pets you love, the things you love to do, but I want you to have a list. And it's urgent. It's urgent. So yes. what I mean by urgent is that look at your list. The first person, okay, um, how have you made that person feel? Have you expressed concern for their well-being? Um, are they eating correctly? Uh, had, did they get their flu shot? Did you, um, you know, is that person, does that person feel connected to you? Do you feel connected to them? You love them. What a powerful thing. How are you caring for that love? Or do you take it for granted? Mm -hmm. Have you thanked them today for one specific thing? Because when we thank someone for a specific behavior, we're pretty certain that you, that's how behaviors change. Notice the good, you get more good. Tell a child or a significant other or a friend what they're doing wrong. You'll, you're not going to make a lot of headway. No. Tell them what they're doing right. Tell them what they're doing right and how they make you feel in a positive way and find one good thing. It's like a child might have done nine things like disastrous, knocked over, you know, whatever. But, but when you notice what that child's doing right, you literally, you literally create a very powerful chain of events. So I think today, today make that to love list and let's start seeing 
how at the end of the day, reflect on your love list. Your to-do list probably got done, most of it, yes. some of it, a lot of it. But did your to-love list get done? And at the end of your life, where are we going to end up? We're going to remember not our to-do list. We're going to remember our to-love list. Mm-hmm. And, and and it just shows up. Um, Laura, it's an amazing thing. Yesterday, a friend of mine's father passed away. I went to a funeral. standing at the funeral. And I always try to think about how will this life, who I didn't know very well, impact me. And one of his sons, um, he was a stepfather, and he had raised the son since he was like nine years old, and he stood up and talked about how this man taught them to love. Because when he came into the family, they had not really felt I guess, incredibly loved in a way that was very, you know, um, verbal because they're, they're uh, you know, their biological dad had died at a very early age. They, they were just children. Okay. And this young man said this man taught him. Yes, he was nine and his father died when he was around five. So really four. And so he never really knew his father well. And yet this, this stepdad taught him how to love. And when I listened to this, you know, eulogy and I thought, at the end of the day, they, they, his successes, none of that was what was prominent in the eulogy. What mattered was they taught him how to love. Yeah. So are we, we go to college, we get advanced degrees, we get PhDs, we study, we work hard, we learn skills. So where did you learn to love and where are you going to get on that bandwagon in a way? Join me on a soapbox because... It's a it's a mission worth worth everything. And when you do it, wow, you're perceived as kind. You're perceived as someone who's gentle, who's who's um, open, who's will. You know, someone everybody wants on their team. You yeah. make friends more easily. The the benefits are pretty crazy good. You know, they're oh. great. Yeah. So, what about you, Robin? Have you? always been a lover have you has this been something that's innate for you or did you have to navigate some you know face plants and some oh I did that wrong and how how did you develop this ability to love in your own life so this is an incredible question because no one is on a journey without challenges. No, I mean, if they say they aren't, I, 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 that's Delight. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But most of us have had challenges. When I was a little girl, I was writing poems thanking the bicycle man for his bicycle. He framed my little poem and I'd draw a little picture and then they'd frame my little picture. So I was very expressive and I enjoyed all that. So... I then got married. Um, I got divorced after a very long marriage. And I really had to do a lot of work to consider what do I want my life to look like? What do I want my life to look at? like? I raised two children that were just who are positive thinkers, who are incredible kids. You know, and I thought that's a blessing. Put, put two kids out in the world who are just good, good human beings. What a blessing. And then I thought to myself, You've done a ton of things. I had just, I had done a lot of volunteer work, a lot of successes, but I said, there's got to be a simpler version of that busy, hurried life where yeah. I just, man, I was a, I was a, 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 a wealth of, of kindness, but a tornado. So yeah. I loved your bull in a china shop, you know, man, but I was a kind bull. So that was good. Yeah. But 
how, so, so where was the shift? Where was the challenge? The challenge was I'm an overachiever. I get it done. I've written more, but I always wanted to be older than I am. The number of books, I wanted more books that I've written than my age. Yeah. And so now I'm, and now I'm 66. So I st- I'm still have more books out there than my age. And so I had all these crazy things that I wanted to accomplish. And guess what? I did. But at the end of the day, I decided, could I really find joy in the simplest little thing? And meeting the post woman, meeting meeting the the the, the young man, um, Alec, who takes the you know groceries out to your car, and and did I thank him? Did I know anything about him? And so I started getting interested in others, and that's what helped me personally shift. So I think the challenges, my, and I'll give you the biggest challenge of my life. My parents, who I adored, they were selfless, beautiful people that raised lots of money for the community, made a difference in this world. And do you know that when they both died, I took care of them. My my parents both, literally, my father um, um, ended up with um, advanced Alzheimer's. Oh. Um, my mother, my, I mean, my mother visited him every day for two years when um, he was at a nursing home. I never missed a cue, and they both were very ill. And that challenge, I couldn't stop crying. It was a very hard time. How did I deal with grief? I decided, there was a point where I decided that life is for the living. I must move forward. And this is just, you know, right before the book, and I'm like grieving 24-7. Both parents, I missed them, and I decided, I decided. They spilled so much love in me throughout my life. It was time to take that love and spill it into others. And the shift was made and the loving out loud became so clear what it was. If my parents loved you, you were loved out loud. You could have been the server at the restaurant who was part-time and my dad is still bringing you gifts during the holiday. Um, He knew everyone by name. Names mattered. Each person, he knew where they were from. And this is a man with, you know, with pre-Alzheimer's, and he could tell you everything about every person he knew. And it was like, whoa. And I said to my dad, Dad, why are you so good? And he said to me the most important thing I've ever heard, Laura. He said, I don't know. He said, I don't know how to be bad. Oh. And I thought, wow. So. I think that the entire focus of loving out loud, the power of a kind word, it's more than just words. It's a way of life. It's a way to shift your life to the moment and your intentions and to notice that the the simplest things can create the greatest ripple of love. And mm-hmm. in a book that I, you know, just that I, this book is now, it, it, it's my, it's my guidebook for how to go live each day, each day, from morning to night, how to respond better, how to appreciate more, um, and how to, it's not just give back because I've been given to, but it's give back because it's the right thing to do, to sit on the side of kindness, which one of my friends said, sit on the side of kindness. Mm. So I hope everyone listening, you know, adopt the book, don't just give it, read it, and yeah. then give it. 
Yeah. You know, join the Loving Out Loud movement. Get your book club together, and and I'm even available. I you contact the publisher, and I will even you know be with your book group on the phone, and and let's do something grand, starting with one friend, family member, one boss at a time. Let's do it. So you can, mm-hmm. we've got this. We can yes. do it. And something that I appreciated about your book, and some of the things that you're saying too, is. You're not telling, because I, I too can resonate with what you're saying about being that overachiever and wanting to go, 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 go and get things done. It's not like you're telling people, don't be you. Just sit around and be all airy fairy and smile at people and find out nice things about them. What is so practical about this book is you're saying, yes, go be you. You can go be this huge overachiever and do all of this stuff, but in the process, sit on the side of kindness. But in the process, think about this, give this, receive that, ask for this, feel this. And it's a natural layer on top of life that doesn't take anything away. It only adds. And to me, that's what landed so well about your work and your message and this movement. It adds. It helps. And so I thank you. I mean, I really, you know, receive that part of the book also says being a gracious receiver of kindness is also important because you actually give a gift to the giver by saying, thank you. I, you've made my day, Laura. I mean, I'm very touched. This book launched today. This is an exciting interview. Um, you, you read it. You, you studied. You know, you paid attention to what mattered. Uh, to me and for my reader. And so I'm very grateful. I think what we have the opportunity now to do is to say, um, everyone in your corner of the world, you, we all have challenges. Perhaps you have an illness you're, you're dealing with or a very difficult loss or um, this is our one, our one life. What are, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to be remembered? Because we, we waste a lot of time with what's wrong and and worrying is not going to get us anywhere you mentioned something about if someone's really suffering get help get professional help that a book can't solve everything but what a book can remind you is that trying my mother um, insisted on her headstone in her will that we added two words to her headstone and of course I fulfilled that and embedded in, you know, the the headstone were the two words, she tried. My mother believed, my mother believed that the end of the day, that try, she tried, she did, she she definitely did. She, She mentored women, like women of all ages come up to me still and say, your mother told me this, or your mother gave me permission to go back to work, or your mother, like, whoa, and it's like, she tried. So if you're remembered, if you're remembered for trying, but I also say in the book, my mother succeeded. But look, she didn't focus on the the, the word succeeded. She focused on the action. Mm-hmm. So if we can forget about getting the credit, we can move back to what is the action and, yes. and, the, and, and notice your reaction. You might make it safer for people to love you out loud by not overreacting or going, no, 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 I, you know, you know, I give you a compliment, Laura, 
your energy is fantastic. You, you communicate with your heart. Your words, I think they come straight from your heart, but I know you're talking and the words are coming out of your mouth. But I know that, that you are a person of, of integrity. I can feel it and see it. And then you go, no, 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 no. That, we have to say, we have to receive that. So yeah. thank you for this amazing hour um, for clarification on how this little book might do something grand. And wouldn't that just be wonderful if the world got kinder and started loving each other out loud? Yes, absolutely. And I'm pausing just to say thank you. I received that message and it feels good. And thank you. And I want to do that for two reasons. One, because I do thank you. And it does feel good to hear that. But second, I want our listeners to hear, did you hear that exchange? It wasn't weird. It didn't suddenly do anything you know, <laughs> weird. It didn't change. It's just a thank you. It's not as women were so, especially women, I think we are so conditioned to no, 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 because we don't want to be you know, arrogant or stuck up. Did you feel that? I didn't feel that. Thank you. I do. And I, I love that. I love you said that. And the response could be the response to someone's compliment, receiving, receiving love is as important as giving love. But when we receive it, tell someone they made your day. Tell, like you said, we can end on the note where your, your friend called, woke you up this morning. You hadn't heard from her in a long time. And you loved her out loud by letting her know that you'd wake up from you know a night's sleep any day of the week for her. <laughs> and she, you put a smile on her face and your phone call started on um, a very loving out loud moment. And then it's what's going to linger in your mind. And what happens with our minds is we replay things. So we don't want to re-stress stressful events over and over and over. Um, if we start replaying positive messages. Wow, uh, Patty said I looked good in that shirt. Whoa, you know, or or wow, um, I was told I led a great meeting yesterday um, for my volunteer work. Or start replaying new messages. Replace the old negative tapes. Start with the new ones. And love yourself out loud. Learn how to do it. It's going to reshape a lot of things for you personally, but you got to let them in, take a deep breath and just recognize, you know, how beautiful each one of us are mm-hmm. and allow ourselves to be, to, and it's, you, I can say self-love and jump on all that, but the bottom line is begins with you to share the best of us with the rest of us. I love that. Thank you, Robin. And I want to wrap this up with, a reminder of the challenge that you made to the listeners to go write your to to love list today. <laughs> and I also yeah. want to add on to that because your book is good about breaking it down. What can I do today? Here's your to love list today. Write that down today. But all of us have access to sticky notes. And your story that you told today is also in your book about that good morning beautiful. And my challenge to the listeners 
when you're writing your to love list, also grab yourself a sticky and I want you to write your own self a message, whether it's good morning, beautiful or something like that. And I want you to stick it on your own bathroom mirror. So you see it in the morning. <laughs> I love it. Yes, okay, you Laura, just, you just, you <laughs> just did a great thing. That is a perfect way to, to, to move forward. Perfect. I, I, I'm going to stick with you, Laura. I'm sticking by your side. So we're, yes. we're literary sister. We're in the literary sisterhood, but that is great. So thank you for this wonderful hour. Thank you, Robin. I hope you have a fantastic week. Listeners, you can reach out to Robin. Like she said, she's available for help with the book club or for whatever. Um, can you give your email or your uh, website address so listeners know where to find My you? My website is... Of course, it's robinspeisman.com. And Robin is with a Y. Y, um, I, I, that's the way my mother wanted to spell it. Spiesman rhymes with Wiseman, but no E S P I Z M A N. So my, my website, you know, shares the book. It's available at amazon.com and your booksellers and wish to support, you know, um, to support you, Laura, and your upcoming book. And I look forward to that. And I just hope that the Loving Out Loud stories takes one person on earth and, and you really impact their lives. We can do this. So let's, let's love out loud. And thank you for this wonderful interview. And good luck with all of your flaunting. I know you're going to flaunt. Like I said, I flaunt kindness. You're yes. flaunting things that matter. So good luck. Thank you so much. And listeners, go make that to the love list. Go give yourself a sticky. Have a fantastic week. And as usual, don't forget to flaunt. Tune in next time to flaunt. Build your dreams. Live your sparkle with radio host Laura Cheadle every Wednesday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Come release self-judgment, reveal your naked self-worth, and re-choreograph a life filled with joy. Flaunt. Find your fetish, laugh out loud, accept unconditionally, navigate the negative, and trust in your truth. Find out more at laurachedle.com. That's L-O-R-A-C-H-E-A-D-L-E.com. 